welcome to the Most Delicious Life podcast. I am your host, Hannah, and you might know me from my Instagram, hannahrose.fit or Glow Up Coaching. Um, thank you so much for joining me on this really, really exciting new project I've been working on for quite some time now. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I am an online training, nutrition, and mindset coach, and I'm about to be your go-to girly for all things perspective and confidence because I just feel so passionately speaking to these two topics or speaking to everything that encompasses these two words as I've been on such a journey myself over the past, heck, like 12 years of my life, but especially the past one and a half to two years around my confidence and relationship to self. And I wanted a place I could talk more in depth with you guys on what I've learned and speak to guests about things they've learned. And I'm just so excited to bring you this new format of content. Cafe. The Most Delicious Life is here to make thought-provoking conversations fun. Basically, I want to make the heavy shit light because who said implementing change into your life and wearing a bikini at the beach had to be as difficult as year 12 maths? Because let's be honest, I know we all hated maths in high school. Episode... So let's get into the episode. Today, I'm going to be telling you guys all about moi, all about myself, because why not? Because I feel like we see people on Instagram, but we actually don't know really what their story is, anything about them. Um, And then at the end, I'm going to do some Instagram questions that I've got from my beautiful followers, and I'm just excited to dive into those as well. But Like I said at the beginning, I am a online and in person, I'm also a personal trainer, but I do work online as a training coach, nutrition coach, mindset coach. We're doing all the things out here. We're doing it all with the clients. We're making sure that everybody has a holistic, well-rounded approach to the health and nutrition. My big thing is that movement is for life. We're not here to just like get some abs and move along. We're here to actually make in-depth, like fundamental changes to our like wiring, basically to our wiring. So I have been a personal trainer since December, 2020. I studied my personal training certificates throughout lockdown in 2020. And before that, I was just a girl living in Victoria, you know, just from a town called Torquay. It is basically the small version of the Sunshine Coast. If you live on the Sunshine Coast, Um, and I moved to Queensland at the start of the pandemic, me and my boyfriend were always going to move to Queensland. He's, um, he was born here, his family's, his friends are all here. And I just knew that I was not going to be in Victoria my whole life, whether that be for just a period of time or whether that be for never going back. We don't know because life is long and we don't make decisions like that when we're 25. Um, so in Victoria, I was always planning on going to university. That was my trajectory. I loved studying and 
I just, I just didn't know there were other options out there. University was what I was doing and I never really knew what I wanted to study. I knew I wanted to help people. So I used to throw around ideas like working for a non-for-profit organization, or, um, I was really, really into psychology. I still do love psychology. Hence why I probably do a lot of mindset coaching with my clients. Um, but at this, like, it was one of the first days of year 12. We had these paramedics come to like our careers day, our careers week, whatever it is. I don't really remember. And I think I left that like hour talk and I was just like, right, I want to be a paramedic. And thus begun the next five years of my life working towards being a paramedic. So when year 12 ended, I went and did a gap year in the UK and Europe, which I feel like we'll get into at a later date because that was a whole experience in itself for little old 18 year old me. But when I came back the next year, I went to university and I think I got about halfway through my second year and I just had absolutely no drive for it. I had no passion for it. I was just a friggin' puddle of anxiety constantly. And I, I didn't really know what to do because it was this whole narrative. It was this whole decision of do I quit and then I'm a failure or do I keep going because then I have a degree and then I've got something to be proud of. So I kept going, of course, because my brain just could not conceptualize leaving university because then what do I do? I had no plans. I was into fitness at this time, but not in a very healthy way. I was into, I I, I was basically like trying to gain muscle, but I was really just gaining body fat. And then, you know, I was losing body fat and then I was gaining body fat. And it was very, very much still yo-yo dieting. Like if any of you guys have heard me talk on Instagram, I, I would have said like, I thought hot chips were just my, my enemy. I thought hot chips were out to get me and they were just there to ruin my life. But I can tell you now that is just not, not the, not the truth. <laughs> So I dragged my feet to the finish end. I finish end, finish line. I made it through university. Um, that was 2019. I graduated. So I was very fortunate. I still got to do my graduation ceremony. That was awesome. And then I didn't go any further really. You know, it takes a really long time to get a job as a paramedic. And for somebody who already was not feeling very passionate about it, it was just going to take too long for me to stay interested. Like I have friends from university who did not get jobs until 2022. And that is just ridiculous in my mind. I just couldn't have waited that long. So fast forward to from 2019 to 2020. We're in Queensland. I'm unemployed because it's pandemic. I so don't want to get back into hospitality. I really saw the pandemic is my out of working in hospitality. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And at this time I had also just started with a coach and I was going to be competing in a bodybuilding competition in like think it was like a year and a half, a year. I, I, I was planning on doing a really big off season and then the cut and da, 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 da. And I basically just kept researching personal training courses. And one day I was walking with my boyfriend and I was like, so I've spoken to somebody on the phone and I'm doing a personal training co- course. And you know, no surprise. He was not too impressed that I had just gone and made this decision, a financial decision without him. Um, but anyway, I did it and it all worked out for the best, didn't it? So sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. 
when it got to the end of my personal training course and I was almost finished, I had heard um, that there was a new gym being built on the Sunshine Coast. So I actually just reached out to um, where I work now at World Gym Caloundra. I reached out to them via Instagram. I didn't know how else to contact them. And I was basically just like, hey, I'm almost finished my personal training courses. Um, is there any way that I could apply for a job? And they responded and they were like, yes, here's our email, please reply. And I was fortunate enough to be only one of really three women who had applied. All three of us women got the job. I don't think there were too many um, women who had applied. It was mainly men. So they were like, sure, you're brand new. It's a bit of a risk for us, but we'll take you on. And, you know, I was passionate. Um, They could see that within me. So I got a job, which was absolutely amazing that I just finished a course and got a job straight away. I also want to talk to making the leap before you're ready. If you can see the trends in my life, it's that I've always made the leap before I was ready. I was doing that before I had language to put to what I was doing. You know, I didn't feel ready to go to Europe when I did, but I still did it because I had decided I wanted to. I didn't necessarily feel ready to begin working in a gym as a PT, especially such a big gym with very, very experienced personal trainers around me, but I did it and I was ready and I stuck my neck out there and I asked for what I wanted. And I see that a lot with people is that number one, they wait until they were ready six months ago to act. And then number number two, they don't ask for what they want. If you want something, it's generally going to affect other people. A lot of the time, what we need, what we want, what we desire, it's not just down to us. But what is down to us is if we go and engage with those people who are going to get us to where we want to go. So I feel like that's a really big takeaway that I've learned in my life is that if you want something, you have to go out and ask for it and take it for yourself. You have to go out and claim it. And jumping from the timeline, I've seen that more recently. So I've recently moved houses and I'm not, I'm living in my dream apartment. Like I'm currently sitting here looking at the ocean. I, it's amazing. It's amazing. But what I did through that time where we were applying for houses is number one, at the start of the year, I did a vision board. And I'm not saying that vision boards get you everything you want in life, but they're a fucking starting place, right? Like they're a starting place. And I'm not kidding. I will have to post it on my Instagram, but the apartment that I have is so similar to the apartment that I put on my vision board. It's actually ridiculous. What the other thing I did throughout the process of applying for houses is that I followed up with the real estate agent. I followed up to the point where I was like, this woman has to hate me by now. I've emailed her every single day for two weeks. I've called her office multiple times and she, you know, doesn't necessarily apply to me every day. She doesn't necessarily call me back every day, but I was getting in this woman's ear. I made sure that she knew that me and Pete were extremely keen on this place and we pushed it. And then the other thing I did is I visualized it. I sat close to where the apartment is that I'm living in. I sat down near the beach and I pictured myself living in that place. I wrote about sitting on the balcony and drinking red wine in the winter in my trackies with my best friends. I wrote about you know, um, walking down to the beach in the morning with Pete for a swim and getting an iced chai. I wrote about what my life would be like. I visualized it and I believed that it could be mine. And I didn't just visualize it and I left it there 
Because when we visualize and leave it there, we're not actually claiming it as ours. I fully claimed it as ours. I knew what it felt like to like, I knew what it felt like to live in that apartment. And since getting this place, I've spoken to my boyfriend and he's like, I was fully convinced we were not getting it. And even like one of my best friends, she was like, yeah, look, I knew you guys were so excited, but I had, you know, accepted that you weren't going to be living in that apartment. And then literally two weeks later you were. And I was like, I believed this entire time that we were going to live in this apartment. I knew that it was ours from the get go. I believed it with my entire heart. And this is what I mean about asking for what you want and claiming that it's yours before it's even yours. It has so much power. The manifesting game has so much power and you can roll your eyes, but I just feel like I'm living walking proof that, you know, you can actually manifest what it is that you truly, truly desire. So anyway, after that riff on manifesting, um, let's jump back to my timeline. So, you know, I've got a job at World Gym and in my personal life, I am full into bodybuilding at this time. I am basically like in the, hitting the depths of my off season. So I was gaining weight. I was feeling very uncomfortable. I was also very, very fixated on aesthetics. I, all my confidence came from how I looked. It came from how I performed in the gym and I was meant to be competing. I think it was like August or something in 2021. And that show actually got canceled. That show got canceled about seven weeks out. And that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I won't get into the whole bodybuilding, bodybuilding story today. I feel like that's its own episode. Like that's its own episode. Um, but it was really beginning to impact my, my life. It was really beginning to impact my relationship. It was really beginning to impact my sense of self. Um, And, you know, bodybuilding for me, it caused a lot of issues. It brought up a lot of issues and it made me realize that I was not healed in nearly the way that I thought I was. So when I was younger, when I was in high school, I suffered with, I suffered with an eating disorder. And since then I've also suffered with binge restrict, um, periods of my life. And more recently, just purely binging periods of my life, um, the beginning of 2022, I was heavily, heavily into binging and it was a very secretive thing, um, that I would do with my partner, but not in the way that he kind of knew what was going on because I was also eating a lot by myself. I was just keeping up with him. He just, he thought I was fine, but, um, I, you know, it's something that I wasn't telling my coach about. It, It was, it was something that I felt ashamed of. Um, So bodybuilding really affected the way that I saw myself and the, the worthiness that I felt. So if we're skipping all this bodybuilding stuff, cause I'm, I'll probably do an episode on it, um, by itself with like questions from you guys and whatnot. I spent the entirety of 2022 not dieting and really trying to repair the relationship that I had with myself. And that was one of the most difficult things that I have ever had to do. It was really important for me to recognize what I was finding harder than gaining weight though. And what I felt, what I, what I found harder was feeling disgusted at my body, even though it was smaller than, you know, I had ever been. I felt disgusting. I felt awful in, you know, what should have been my, 
most proud form. Um, I was binging every other night. I found that more difficult than gaining weight. I had the worst digestion and I was always feeling inflamed. And, you know, I was crying constantly over how bad my skin was reacting. And I was, I, I never felt worthy. I always, they were the things that I found harder than, than gaining the weight. And most people will be too afraid of gaining the weight to ever try not dieting, but not dieting was the healthiest thing. I, have ever done for myself and it's really created the person that I am today and it really really guides how I coach my clients instead of having the goal to always be smaller or even to grow a bum or get bigger shoulders I made the goal actually liking myself and I use strength goals to help me get there as well I wanted to work on things like my front squat and you know get better at deadlifting and all of that but the main goal was to actually like myself because never in my life had I ever liked myself and it's such a sad realization to have when you're like hang on a second I still feel how I felt when I was 14 years old I'm 23 I'm 24 I'm 25 it's like was that feeling not meant to go away when I stopped being a teenager how is this still happening when I'm an adult and we think that everybody's going to notice the weight gain, but what people actually noticed was that I looked healthier, that I looked stronger, that I looked happier. And you know what? I actually felt happier too. I felt so much happier last year than I than I ever had before, than bodybuilding had ever made me. And I'm not saying that bodybuilding is for, is bad. It just, it was not for me. And there were so many moments. I want to highlight this. There were so many moments where I wanted to quit and I wanted to go into a diet. And this is the conversations I constantly used to have with my coach going, I want to diet, but I know I shouldn't. I know I need to keep pushing. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. It got to, I think like October or something. And we had decided that, yep, it's been long enough of me not dieting. Let's let's, let's diet. Let's do it. Let's get you feeling really comfortable for the summer. And I think our biggest thing was there's no goal weight. There's no number that we need to achieve. This is all going off by feeling. So potentially I could have not lost any body fat and I still could have felt, I could have felt better because I had adjusted how I was eating. And I think we officially dieted for maybe like three weeks. And then I decided that I didn't want to use my fitness pal anymore. And I was just like, no, I'm going to intuitively eat. And that is exactly what I've been doing for the past five, six months. And I lost body fat without trying because I fell in love with moving my body every single day. I fell in love with nourishing my body with high quality foods. And that doesn't mean I'm buying the most expensive organic products. It just means that I'm eating fruit and veg that, you know, add good amounts that I hadn't done in the past. And all this came through education. There's nothing special about me. There was no special workout that I was doing or special amount of exercises that I was doing in my workout. It was just that I began to in, to enjoy it. And I think that's what people miss when it comes to their health and fitness. They're always looking for that special thing, for that cure, for that answer. But really it is, it's just finding the form of enjoyment and uh, it's just finding the form of exercise and eating that you enjoy, that makes you happiest. And, you know, a lot of people will joke around and be like, well, eating Maccas makes me happiest. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it makes you happier when it's in moderation. I bet it makes you happier when you're having Maccas every now and again and not every second night because that every second night 
will turn into guilt. And I am so excited to get into more podcasts that are more nutrition um, based and mindset based around nutrition. It's something that I'm so freaking passionate about, especially with my history of eating disorder and disordered eating and seeing it in my clients. I just cannot wait to have those conversations with you guys. So I want to get into the questions from my Instagram. So thank you to those people who dropped me some questions. It was very short notice, but um, let's get into it. So the first one is what is your biggest motivator? And honestly, my biggest motivator is myself. It's so fucking cheesy. I hate it too, but it's myself. And it's in particular, the younger version of me. And that can, some days that literally means me three months ago. Other days that means like 14 year old me. Some days that will mean 10 year old me who's like aware of her thighs. It is just like, it's myself, you know, some days what's motivating me is the fact that when I'm 80 years old, I want to be able to get out of bed without help. I want to be able to put my socks and shoes on without help. I want to be independent. I want to be the healthiest version that I can be as an 80 year old person. So what motivates me is just thinking about myself at different stages in my life that have passed and that it's a, that, that it's still to come. And I think also, I really look at like, okay, well, my mental health thrives when I'm in a good routine. My mental health thrives when I'm exercising and I'm going for walks and I'm a part of, I'm a part of the gym community and I'm playing soccer and back in team sport and all those things just make my mental health so at peace. So that that's really, really what motivates me in the past. It used to be, you know, I think I said once being being better than myself yesterday, but I, I definitely meant it in terms of like changing my physique. And now it's just not, it's just not anything about my physique. Like, yes, I still want to gain more muscle. Yes. I still want to grow my glutes bigger and, you know, have more defined back and all these different things. But when I think about what motivates me, they, they just don't play a role. You know, they're, they're just like little extras. They're just little byproducts to me looking after myself, um, which I think is really, really key and really important. It's like all those amazing goals and the strength and the body and all that, they, that just gets to be a byproduct of you literally just like fucking thriving. Next question is my current workout split. So currently I do four to five days in the gym. Um, there was a long period of time there where I was training six days a week, which I do not recommend or let my clients do anymore. Um, and then I dropped to five days and then that five kind of became four just cause I was a busy gal. But now I would say that I more often than not, I do hit my five sessions a week, but my fifth session is optional because some weeks we're just too busy. We're too fatigued. We're too tired. And I'm all about pivoting. Um, I'm all about like adapting to what that week is throwing at you. So I start my week with a lower body session and then I have an upper body session on like the Tuesday or whenever I do my second session. And then the remainder, the remaining sessions of my week are all full body and making the change to training full body has been incredible for my muscle growth, for my motivation and for my discipline, because it's, it's meant that I've been able to stay, I guess, 
less like I've not gotten bored at the gym when it's when it's full body I I used to do like upper lower upper lower upper lower and I just used to get a bit bored by the end of the week like hitting that third lower body um whereas doing doing full body is just so much fun um Next week, I'm actually starting a new training block and I'm so excited, but me and my coach have been talking about doing two soulful, um, two soul upper body days, and that's purely to work around um, soccer. So this year I have started playing soccer again with two of my best friends, which is just like so much fun. I love team sport. I played soccer for eight years, I think eight years. Yeah. Growing up all the way until I was 18. Um, so I have a game every Friday night and I just found this week that I, it was just not going to be optimal for me to be training full body, predominantly legs, um, on a Thursday, the day before my game. So we've, we're changing it up a little bit and I'll keep you guys updated with how that goes. Um, managing the soccer training and the cardio and all of that, the different kind of fitness with still, um, fucking going hard at the gym, you know? Okay. I absolutely love this question and fucking shout out to the baddie who is being so freaking observant. Cause I actually haven't spoken about this on my Instagram before. I don't think. So the question is why have I stopped taking pre-workout? And it is so funny because I was actually scrolling through, um, my old Instagram stories just the other day. And every other story is a video of me dry scooping or a video of me drinking a monster or dry scooping and then washing it down with a monster. Like I was so into pre-workout guys. I couldn't function without it. I would wake up and I would have my oxy shred on the drive to work. And this is nothing against oxy shred. Like I actually think that's probably one of the better pre-workouts purely because it's got a lower amount of caffeine, but I had purely, I had really, really convinced myself that I needed pre-workout to function, to get through the day. Um, I couldn't do a workout without it. It was, it was such an addiction and I actually don't drink coffee. I've never drunk coffee except for this very small period of time when I started working on Macca's when I was 14 and I thought I was really cool. And I used to get like a caramel latte, but it made me really, really sick. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I became really reliant on pre-workout and literally I think it might've been like, Oh, it was some point in 2022. I think think I, I just ran out. I ran out of pre-workout and I just really didn't want to spend the money to buy another tub. And I was just like relying on monsters after that. And I would have one every other day. I was like, they're expensive. I'm not going to have one every single day, but I do, I need to buy them every week or when they're on special. And then I just got to the point where I was sick of spending, like, even when they're on special $7, like I was sick of spending that on energy drinks. And I was just like, well, why don't I just stop? Um, and guys, it has been fucking revolutionary for my energy. And I also think like for my gut health and for my inflammation, like it's not necessarily the caffeine that's the problem, but it's everything else that goes into energy drinks and goes into, um, what's the names pre-workouts that just cause so much inflammation in the body. And they really throw our energy. It, it throws our energy out of whack because it's interfering with the hormones and the chemicals in our body that give us energy throughout the day. Like you're meant to have 
ebbs, like dips and dips and troughs and whatever you want to call them, highs and lows, ebbs and flows. You're meant to have that in your energy throughout the day. But when we're pumping ourselves with pre-workout and energy drinks, how is your body meant to tell you how you're actually feeling? How are you actually meant to understand how you're actually feeling? So from a girlie who doesn't drink coffee, it's been amazing getting rid of pre-workout. And I just, I would never, ever, ever go back. I think I've had, you know, a few energy drinks in the past couple months. And each time that I've had one, I've just ended up having a really bad reaction and I'll get really, really anxious and I'll generally get jittery. And this is with me going, okay, I'm only going to drink half this can. Like I'm going to, I'm going to hold back. I'm still responding in such an anxious and distressed kind of way. So I'm just like, no, those are not for me anymore. And even for people who drink coffee, I always recommend to be really mindful about where you are having your coffee. You know, you want to try and eat before for having your morning coffee so it doesn't dysregulate your body for the day. Um, so you can metabolize it with foods. And then I always say to my clients, like, try not to have coffee after 12 o'clock. There's really no purpose in it other than you are not eating enough food. Generally, if our energy is so poor, it's because we're not prioritizing our sleep. It's because we're not prioritizing our nutrition. And if we are having a coffee after 12 o'clock, it's generally going to impact our sleep. So then it's just like this vicious cycle. And at some point you have to stick the knife in it and decide that I'm going to choose difficult for a little bit so that it gets easier in the future. And a lot of people will be like, that's so hard. That's so hard. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard today. It's hard tomorrow, but it's not hard in a month's time. It's not hard in a year's time. It's actually easier in the future. So it's picking where you want your hard to be. Where do you want your hard to play out? Do you want your hard to play out now or do you want it to, or, or, or do you want it to play out forever? And the last question and oh my gosh, you know, when you just like kind of know someone who's going to respond, that is this girl. That is this girl. I literally put up this like question box on my Instagram and I just like had this thought. I'm like, somebody's going to respond. It's going to be this person. And she did, she did not disappoint. And she asked, what was a moment that changed everything for you? P.S. Congrats on the potty. Thank you so much, chicken. I love you. Oh my God. Just the best, most supportive people in the world. A moment that changed everything for me. Hmm. Holy dooly. Big question, you know? So of course there's been like lots of moments that have changed my life. And I feel like especially recently because I've just made so much change in my life recently. Um, one that comes to mind is when the bodybuilding show got canceled. That moment definitely changed my life because I say this to my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, what would my life actually be like if I had gotten on that stage? How much worse would my mental health have gotten? You know, would him and I still be together because we were not doing well in that time. It was a really, really difficult time. So it's just like, that was really, really freaking pivotal. And, you know, all of my friends are his friends. So, you know, I would have completely different friendship groups, but the, I guess the more lighter thing that I can think of that has happened recently, a moment that changed my life is actually one of my best friend's parties that I went to last October. And one of those nights where, yeah, we sent it, we got quite drunk and I don't drink very much, but that's probably the drunkest I've been last October in the last like five months, <laughs> that particular night. And there were two girls there who I've been friends with for a long time, but we weren't like besties or anything. Um, 
and our, we, were, we were in the bathroom really late that night and we were all with our Google calendars out um, planning to go to brunch in two weeks time. And, you know, I think a few days later, one of the girls messaged, like create a little group chat and messaged and was like, so are we actually going to do this brunch? And it was one of those things that's like, again, I wasn't not friends with these girls, but they weren't my besties. Like we had never had this moment where we all kind of bonded, spent time together. We'd always just spent time together within the bigger group of friends. And we ended up going to this brunch and literally the rest has been history. These are the two girls that I'm now playing soccer with. I would literally say they are two of my best friends, um, in, in Queensland. They're the people that I talk to every week. And it really just like made me feel it, that friend, though, that friendship that with these, with these girls, it makes me feel worthy. It makes me feel connected because we get to have these really vulnerable conversations. And I saw that at the brunch that we had where we were having these conversations. And one of the girls there was actually like, I've never heard people speak in this way before. So it was just extremely eye opening for all of us. And, you know, it's, it's, one of those conversations that we have a lot of like, how lucky are we to be able to have such a vulnerable, open friendship, but also have so much fucking fun when we hang out and when we spend time together. And, you know, since, since that brunch, we actually have, you know, a, a fourth girl in our friendship group, um, because one of our other mates got, uh, uh, you know, started dating someone and she's fucking incredible. And I'm just sitting here smiling, thinking about my friends. And I actually really want to do a podcast episode with, um, these three girls and talk about friendships and, you know, how we've all navigated our own sisterhood wounds and feelings of not being worthy and close friendships and connectedness is something that I pined for, for a really, really long time. It was actually a conversation that me and my coach would have regularly over the course of months and months and months that I just want people who are my best friends. I just want people who are my go-tos. I just want my right, like ride or dies. I just, and I, I was really, really longing for that. And I got to a point in, in my life and living in Queensland where I was just like, I had to become okay with, with not having that because it's not like I was like, I'm never going to achieve this kind of friendship, but it kind of felt like it's not coming to me right now. So I, I need to stop hurting and I need to just kind of be okay with being by myself. And as soon as I did that, these three incredible people came into my lives and I've, I don't want to say I've never felt more connected to people because I have some fucking incredible friends back home in Victoria, but it's completely different when you're not seeing them every day and when you're not talking to them every day. And, you know, I see these friends like multiple times a week. I talk to them multiple times a week and it, it's, it's all close proximity, right? So I don't want to say that I've not felt this connected to people before, but it's just a new type of friendship because the people that I'm friends with from Victoria, they knew me when I was a teenager. It's a completely different type of friendship. Whereas these, these girls have only ever known me as an adult. I'm not going to say they've only ever known me as who I am now because uh, fuck, I've changed so much so quickly, so often. And so have they, like these girls have changed since I've been friends with them in the past few months. Um, but yeah, I feel like that brunch has like that, that's, that was a really, really pivotal moment in my recent life as to how much I enjoy life and how, how happy it makes me to just exist and be surrounded with such incredible people. And, you know, the, these two girls or these three girls, they've all got amazing boyfriends and we're all friends together. And it's just, 
ah, it's just fucking awesome. You know, like it just makes me so happy. It's literally everything that I ever wanted. Like I had the relationship. I was so lucky to have the boyfriend and the relationship that I do. So I was, I wasn't longing for that. I wasn't longing for a romantic relationship. I was, I was longing for those platonic relationships where you just felt safe, where you felt like you could just be your most authentic self. You're going to hear me say it all the time, but thank you for that question. Cause it has literally just like brightened my day so much. I'm just sitting here smiling. I'm so happy. I'm like going to go look at pictures of me and my friends after this um, episode, but I'm going to wrap it up here guys. And just thank you so much for sticking out with me in this first ever episode of the most delicious life. Um, like I've said, I, I've, I changed so often. I changed so much and I just cannot wait to continue getting better at podcasting, at talking to you all. Um, please, come to my Instagram at hannahrose.fit. Let me know what you've thought of the first ever podcast. And please do not forget to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. Sorry, wherever you're listening, please don't forget to subscribe. It's going to help me reach so many more people. And I just cannot wait to see you all on the next episode of the most delicious life. I will speak to you guys soon. Bye.